Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I think the thing that stuck out the most was our defensive end play. You know, I think we have guys that could be in a four-down four rush and that they can get to the quarterback. And also, we've got a little bit more size there. With adding Jeff Coat there, it really has been a big addition uh, for the D-line. And <clears throat> certainly John Morgan is, is a pass rushing guy that, that has made a lot of plays. I think that would be the number one thing. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogs Me Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great wide open Wednesday so far. Talking about everything going on in the sports world, especially with basketball. And got the Final Four coming up, which I know is always a good time. Some random teams. And in fact, if you had any of these teams, just one of them in the Final Four, I would be extremely impressed. If you had two, I'm going to call you a liar. Because who would have guessed that that's the way it all would have gone? But hey, that's what makes it March Madness at its finest. But we know not only uh, having the Final Four this weekend, but we know Razorback basketball, too, is going to be uh, looking to make some changes when it comes to their roster. Some guys will be moving on. Some guys will be staying. Some guys will be coming in from the portal. It's pretty crazy, but pretty fun, and there's no better person to talk about that with than our guy Pat Bradley as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And PB, as always, appreciate you joining us, man. How you doing? Good. What's up, boys? How we doing? doing Good, great. PB. Good deal, good deal. Yeah, we wish we were talking about uh, Arkansas being in the Final Four with you today, but hey, uh, that's just uh, sometimes it happens that way, especially when you run into a team like UConn. It seems like nobody's going to beat UConn at this point in time, PV. Well, they're certainly the favorite. Um, we know anything can happen, but they they do seem to be. You know, it's they're a healthy team and. They seem to have everybody playing as well as they have all season. You know, nobody seems you know, they not like they limped in or got lucky or um, you know, of course all four teams are playing great, but they sure are playing as well as anybody. How do you see the matchup with Miami? What do you think of Miami and the way they play the style? They score a lot of points. Yeah, they do and they got a couple of good perimeter players that um you know, really can create their shot which you know, you, you kind of gives you a chance against anybody in any defense. It's just UConn, the size, they they can score in the post. They can score from the three-point line. They've got a lot of um, you know, a lot of guys that crash offensive rebounds who so if they're not shooting well. They, they just got so many more ways that they can win games, not just one. Um, you know, Defensively, they can lock you down if that's what it takes. So it just overwhelms you, really, from every position. Yeah, just watching them and what they did against Arkansas was just, you know, disheartening because you're like, man, this team's just next level. And then they do it against Gonzaga. They've done it against everybody right now. And, and that's always that crazy thing that we look at, Pat, when this UConn team lost six of eight games in the month of January. And you're just looking at it like, how did this team lose six of eight games with the amount of talent that they have? But I guess it just goes back to Dan Hurley, you know, kept saying everybody's like, get your licks in now because it's coming. When you figure it out and when you plan it in and you get it going, forget the seeding, forget what if you're a number four seed, nine seed, whatever it is, playing your best basketball and getting to the Final Four is all that matters at this point. Yeah, and to be healthy and you know peaking at the right time and, and figuring out certain things. Um, you know, they not obviously a perfect basketball team, but I think um, yeah, it takes a little while to to understand your strengths and weaknesses, and they they play. In a league where you don't have many easy victories, you know this. You know each game, you know outside of a couple of teams, you, you're going to get challenged, especially going on the on the road. We know how difficult that could be. So uh, when you do get on a neutral court situation against an opponent that's not familiar with you, that that 
that that that in itself is makes things difficult. More surprising to you, PB, that made it to the Final Four, FAU, San Diego State, of course, that's the matchup the two teams play each other. Don't know if you can necessarily say that UConn or Miami are surprises. They weren't one or two seeds, but the way that they played and the conferences they play in, they're playing against tough competition, but San Diego State, FAU. Yeah, well, FAU, you know, they had to... um, Even though they played FDU, obviously, they didn't have to beat Purdue... But they had to beat Tennessee, who just came off beating Duke. So you know that's um, you know everybody looked at that situation and felt like <clears throat> how are they going to you know, how are they going to match up against a physical Tennessee team that seems to be clicking, and they just they locked them down. They rebounded. I think nobody saw that. So you know with with San Diego State. They do have the size. I mean, they're known for that, and they do have the size and athleticism. And you knew, you know, outs, even though Alabama seemed to be the best team going to the tournament, you know, if they have an off shooting night, because they listen, they're dedicated to their game plan. And if they do have an off shoot night, they're going to continue to shoot and see if they can have some fall. And they weren't that night, so um, you know, a big part of it was the defense. So it's got to be FAU and. Uh, in their run, um, and how to play against different styles of teams, you know, beating Kansas State one way, uh, they, um, yeah, Kansas State one way, and you know, the win against Tennessee, obviously. So, just multiple ways that they were able to win games. Speaking with Pat Bradley here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline, thanks to Motorsports Authority and PB. Now that we know the Final Four teams. Again, I don't think anybody would have guessed or got two Final Four teams, much less all four. Some people said, oh, this is bad. You don't want to see this. You want Blue Bud. You want the the big stars and everything. I actually love the fact that three of these Final Four teams have never been to a Final Four, and there's just a newness to it. What do you make of it? Do you think that this is good, bad, or indifferent for college basketball, at least in this uh, NCAA tournament? I think it's it's good. Um, I know know, most people – Nationally, probably don't even know the names of uh, many of the Kansas. You know, a casual fan, even though Kansas is number one seed, they probably didn't know many of the names, if any, on their basketball team. Um, Duke the same way. You know, everybody knew Brandon Brandon Miller nationally because of 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 what happened this year with Alabama basketball. So it's um, I think the casual fan probably. You know, wants to root for a national brand just because you know, like I said, I don't, I don't think the casual fan knows the in-depth rosters of college basketball anyway. So I think it's fun. I mean, I mean, next year we could have all number one seeds. It could be Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, uh, and the Hogs. How about that? But <laughs> so it's you know, it's it's good. I'm I'm happy for uh, you know the coaches too. You know, you get a long time guy at San Diego State. He was an assistant at Michigan. He was assistant San Diego State for like 15, 17 years. He makes it. You know, Jim Laranaga's in the 70s. His, I, I mean, he's got to be, you know, ending his career soon, I'm, I'm guessing. So, you got a lot of guys that have been around the block and then some have an opportunity. So, I think that's a that's pretty good, too. UConn had the most impressive run altogether in the tournament so far with some of the blowout wins they've had, but of these other three teams, just that last game and some of those matchups, what kind of impressed you about these other three teams? Well, I would say it's just FAU and, and their ability to win different style games. Um, Kansas State's got you know two of the best players in the com- uh, in the tournament. They're able to match up with them. Tennessee, with their size and physicality, they're able to match up with them, get on the glass. So. Um, you know, and, then, and of course, you know they they played F, FDU in Memphis, which those were you know FDU is a good team too, obviously. But um, I mean, that's pretty impressive, you know, to play different styles and and make it through. PB, which was more surprising, Houston or Alabama, not making it to the Final Four given the field that they were in? Uh, well, I, the expectation definitely was Alabama. Um, I thought Houston was a good team, but um, you know, not as good of a, a Perimeter team and uh, you know Alabama's got a ton of size. Um, they actually they've got a ton of depth, so you know they 
that was that was the team that I, th- I think most people picked in the bracket. Now looking at the Razorbacks, we expect that there are going to be plenty of changes with this roster as kind of the makeup of Coach Muss and the coaching staff. There's turnover in the roster every year. What are your thoughts on some of the players who could possibly return and some that will be moving on? Yeah, this you know you're gonna lose a couple guys to the NBA, um, you know possibly Ricky Council. So you 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 anticipate Jordan Walsh is back unless something you know happens where you know he he decides to you know go all in on on an NBA um, chance, and then you know so you still have I mean you still got as is now I mean no one's left no one's officially said that they're leaving. Uh, you anticipate it, so you know until that starts happening. <clears throat> tough, you know, I mean, you know, Kamani Johnson's gone because he's out of eligibility. Everybody else has eligibility, though. You know, you would think maybe, you know, Jalen Graham's minutes were sort of up and downs, possibly. So, possibly him. Um, you know, you have still three freshmen who didn't get a bunch of time. You know, I'm sure they're thinking, "Am I going to be able to get time?" So. And then you get two freshmen coming in, you know. So it's it's still early on, until we start signing transfers or somebody puts their name in the portal. I mean, you still got, or somebody declares for the draft. I mean, you're still looking at what's that? Thirteen guys, twelve guys. Yeah, and I think one of them too, PB, with with Trevin Brazil. To me, that's kind of like the the X factor almost. Where man, if you could get him to come back next year, we saw. How, how how skilled he was with his size and his athleticism. His shooting was good too. Uh, I'm not saying that he would be the guy, the focal point, and be the leading scorer next year. But it certainly seems like having a player like him, and then throwing in Jordan Walsh, Devo Davis, getting those guys returning, that alone would be such a great core group of dudes to build around. And honestly, might be the best core group returning for a must team since he's been at Arkansas. Yeah, and and you know you hope that. Muss and his staff have shown him that they can help you develop. You know, I think that's that's an important thing. It's like, you know, again, if he's a, if he's a guy that wants to <clears throat> test out the waters because you know he's got the potential. You know, and, and a lot of the thought process is, well, I can develop. You know, while sitting on an NBA bench or playing two way contract or. In the G League, just getting under the NBA umbrella, but you hope that they can show him how it makes sense for him um, to be able to. And sometimes, you know, he may not be ready mentally. He may not be ready to just end college basketball. You know, there's a lot of guys who feel like you know the time isn't right for them too. So those are the you know I, I would say he he would come back. Um, because it's a, it's a it's a great spot for him, you know. I mean, it's not like there's any going to be any issues with them competing for a, a championship. There's no issues with the coaches leaving. There's no issues with um, you know facilities or any kind of support system he has. So he's in a he's in a really good spot because you know with that rehab and the health, <clears throat> you know, once you leave the university, you no longer have any health benefits. So you're on your own. You got to pay for all your rehab, your doctor's appointments. You got to set them up. The trainers aren't setting them up for you anymore. So, um, you know, it's a safe. It's definitely more. Uh, definitely safer for him to to come back. I would say. What do you think of Devo? That's the big debate. Devo is a guy who's been in the program for three years, but he looks like you know he could have some aspirations for the next level, even more so now because. The thought of him as a defensive player, that that would be his way to make it to the NBA or wherever that takes him, going to the next level and playing pro. But now you see that the offensive game is there, and we've seen many times where players in the NCAA tournament, they open some eyes through their offensive game, and they've gone on to make their way to the next level just based on performance in the NCAA tournament where it will open eyes and then the scouts and execs will go back and watch the film to see truly what this player is made of. Yeah, and I look at him, I mean, you're telling me, just, but here's the challenge, it's like at 6'4", right, he's going to have to play point guard. And you think of like Rajon Rondo, with how the great length and defense, wasn't a great shooter, um, developed into 
somebody who could, you know, every once in a while, but, you know, certainly the fifth option on the floor was was that. But, you know, can he have the mentality to play that position? I think that's going to be the biggest the biggest thing is is the mentality of understanding how to play that. Um, because I think from a defensive standpoint, he he can guard just about, you know, he could guard just about anybody. Um, so, you know, a guy like him, you, you you know, you could say, okay, get, you know, un- go undrafted, sign for a summer league team, possibly work your way into G League team, two-way contract, and start that process of learning how to play the the NBA, the position of the NBA point guard. Um, you know, I mean, those are the decisions he's going to have to make. Or come back next year. Um and and work on that part of it. Even if you're not the starting point guard, I mean, there's still uh, a mentality that goes along with with being a point guard. So, uh, you know, those. I mean, he's got he's shown that he he can certainly guard anybody. And you're right. I mean, making making an open shot. He's shown that he can you know, make an open shot. He can. I would think for him, you know, shown he can run the pick and roll make the right decision, whether that's a lob or whether that's a pull-up jump shot from the free-throw line or um, even getting crafty, being able to finish in the paint, whether it's a little you know, floater or get to the rim and finish. You know, that's, I mean, if, I would imagine, you know, him putting in time working on playing pick-and-roll offense is, is going to be a big deal for him. Now, PB, I know that there's some names getting thrown around for guys that Arkansas is interested in, from far as bringing in from the transfer portal. But what, as far as needs and addressing certain things, like what's something you feel like Must and his staff really need to focus on, whether it's a certain position or a style of player? What's kind of the thing you'd like to see on Arkansas's team next year? Well, I think you know we're going to have size. Um, Muss is, you know, going to want to obviously bring in a shooter, but I think you get to focus on. Your guards and possibly the point guard position because you got Darian Ford, we got Devo Davis, and you've got Layden Block, who's the freshman coming in as a, as a point guard. So, you know, is is there a way to get a combo guy, somebody who is a good decision maker, understands the game from a point guard stance, but also can shoot it? Um, you know, I think that's that's possibly somebody who would fit right in. You know, you can. And again, I, I don't, I don't know Muss's teams too much from Nevada, but you know, since he's been at Arkansas, <clears throat> you know, he has had success without being a dominant three-point shooting team. You know, I don't know what that would look like under Coach Muss, thirty shooting thirty-threes a game. I mean, I, <laughs> seems like he would tear his head out. You know, he just seems to me he's you know the, his approach to the game is. Get into the free throw line, which means you get guys who can attack. So, but I, maybe, maybe next, you know, Pinion starts lighting it up, and you know he brings in, you know, two combo guards who can defend. Because you're going to have to, you know, at least know what defense. You can at least know how to spell defense if you're going to play for Mus. You don't have to be a great defender by any means, but um, you know, maybe he does have that kind of a team. Trevin Brazil was the he was. I think number two and number one in three pointers made overall for the team when he went down. So, you know, you I guess you add Brazil. You know, Pinion gets more time. Um, you know, and, and now you look at getting more guards in there because think about it. You're losing Anthony Black, Nick Smith, possibly Ricky Council, who are all perimeter players. So, um, with great length, by the way. Think about that. Six seven six 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 five from your perimeter. That's what you're losing. So I would imagine he'd want to beef up maybe his you know perimeter with size. PB, we had a question from Pete. He wanted to know something that you know about as far as playing in Europe and playing pro ball is staying in college be a little longer with NIL and kind of where college basketball is now. Is that the better option than actually going overseas to play? because of travel and some of the benefits you get with NIL and staying in college now? Well, Europe is, is funny because, you know, they would prefer a more well-known college basketball player. So, you know, that's why for, for going over to Europe, it's beneficial to sort of stay because 
you know, they they're watching the NCAA tournament too. They're, you know, they don't they don't watch. I mean, some some organizations and teams may watch like the SEC network, but I doubt they watch. <laughs> you know, they're watching the NCAA tournament and getting hyped. So, you know, it's it it to come off of a college season when you make a great run in the NCAA tournament helps you for sure. Now you got to have talent and all that, but all things being equal, um, yeah, it's a little bit different than the NBA because you, you have, as an American, you got to perform immediately, immediately. They're bringing you over there to perform, so it helps to be older because you're going to be looked at as the guy from day one. And if you if you're you know it's not like the NBA where they can draft draft and what do they call it draft and stash whatever it's called. Um, you know they're not they're not doing that over in those European teams. You got to be ready to come in and, and get twenty points, ten assists, or twenty points, ten rebounds. I mean that's what's going to be demanded of you. Or they just cut you, <laughs> and you know you basically get a, a whatever your contract was. They can say, well, we'll give you half. <clears throat> so they'll just buy you out. So that's the difference with that situation. Well, PB, before I let you go, give a shout-out to the fine folks at Motorsports Authority. Motorsports Authority, the premier pre-owned vehicle dealership in the state and neighboring states. And also, if you want car and truck accessories, you want to wrap your truck or your car, they can do that as well. You can go to the website, msastore.com, msastore.com. Every need you have for your vehicle, truck, whether you want to buy it or an accessory, that's msastore.com. All right, PB, we'll have a great weekend. Enjoy the Final Four, my man. All right, boys, be good. Talk to you soon. See you, PB. All right, again, that's Pat Bradley joining us on the Jones and Son Diamond and Broderfine Jewelry Hotline, and thanks to Motorsports Authority. We'll take a break and come back more Out of Bounds, so stay with us. Brought to you by Floyd Seafood, Kill Avenue in Sherwood. Floyd's has live and cooked Louisiana crawfish. Place your order by 4 p.m. Thursday for weekend boils. Floyd'sMeatAndSeafood.com Sports Center. Arkansas run-ruled Omaha 16-3 to improve to 21-4 on the season and 18-1 at home. <clears throat> the Arkansas bullpen threw five scoreless innings, including infielder Ben McLaughlin, who made his debut and had two strikeouts. Next up for Arkansas, they'll host Alabama for a three-game series starting on Friday. The McDonald's All-American game was last night. The East beat the West 109-106. Arkansas commit Bayfall played for 12 minutes and recorded two points and four rebounds. The co-MVPs of the game was DJ Wagner, Kentucky commit and son of Dewan Wagner, who had 19 points and three assists, and Isaiah Collier. The USC commit had 25 points, three rebounds, and two assists. And in the NBA tonight, the Mavericks will take on the 76ers at 6.30 on ESPN, and then at 9, the Timberwolves will take on the Suns. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Listen for Oakwan Handicapping on the Zone with Nancy Holtis, presented by Sam's Pizza Pub in Hot Springs on Lake Hamilton. Sam's is known for thin, crispy pizza with an abundance of toppings and cheese. Sam'sPizzaPub.net in Hot Springs with live music every weekend and family-owned since 1980. Relate Care in Sherwood is having a job fair Wednesday, March 29th. Relate Care is hiring RNs who can work from home along with patient service representatives. Stop by their job fair March 29th from 9 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. in Sherwood at the Wildwood Center Medical Towers. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Make Brewskies your go-to happy hour spot every Friday. Monday through Friday, happy hour goes till 7 p.m. But wait, actually, happy hour doesn't end on Friday. Every Friday, it's all day and all night happy hour. It's Brewskies. You're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. So come get your grub on. It's Whiskey Wednesdays at Brewskies and Poker Night. Two games nightly, first game at 7 p.m., cash prizes and whiskey specials all day. Whiskey Wednesday and Poker Night, Wednesday at Brewskies. Hurry up, dude. The game's about to start. Nothing beats spending the day watching the game with your buddies. Dude, I'm literally right here. Let's do this. Which is why a shelter insurance renter's policy is key to your winning game plan. It protects things your landlord's policy doesn't. Uh, dude, where's your TV? What? No way, dude. Like that flat screen TV that just got stolen. See shelter agent Vic Seidenschwartz in Carlisle, Lawrence Forrester in Cabot, or Hayden Strickland in Sherwood. Greenway is your local source for John Deere equipment and implements. Now, we've made finding the perfect piece of equipment even easier. 
Shop our tractor packages online at gogreenway.com. Till deeper with our down-to-earth package. Or save big with our Green Saver package. Need something with a little more muscle? Kick it up a notch with Greenway's Get In Gear package. We're here to support the DIYer in you. No matter what project comes your way, Greenway has you covered. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. The 1977-78 Arkansas basketball team had a magical 32-4 season, making a run all the way to the Final Four. The triplets, Sidney Moncrief, Ron Brewer, and Marvin Delph, were remarkable players. As a junior high player in Michigan, I wore number 44 in honor of Delph, a defensive stopper who was a sniper from the perimeter. Fast forward 40 years later, and I finally got to meet number 44 and found out he's an even better man than he was a player, which is saying a lot. So much for not meeting your heroes, the great Marvin Delph. Double B supports the one and only Razorbacks, from Coach Sutton's tough-as-nail squads to Coach Musselman's back-to-back Elite Eight teams. Here's hoping this year's bunch makes another run. Double B's, it's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Coach Nolan Richardson joins Drive Time Sports every Wednesday evening at 6 for Rolling with Nolan. Brought to you by Slim Chickens. There are a lot of places to get chicken, but only one Slim's. Serving Central Arkansas. Now open in Cabot and Jacksonville. NCAA Final Four Spotlight. Here's Jackson, right side of lead, drives along the baseline, laid it up and in. Well, Connecticut has really found their rhythm, and Gonzaga is struggling. Mark View has to take another timeout. The Connecticut lead is 21. The Connecticut Huskies from the Big East overwhelmed Gonzaga to punch their ticket to Houston and stay on track to a title shot. But they'll need a win Saturday over the ACC's Miami Hurricanes to get that chance. Hear Westwood One's exclusive coverage of the Final Four right here. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo, Maria in Miami, and Jules in Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's not just about the size of the meat, it's about where you get it from. So get it from Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Six to shoot, Hogs got to go to work. Mitchell to Davis, Devo. Euro step to the basket and he lays it up and in. All of a sudden the sea parted. Devo to the basket and Arkansas's up by 12. On 103.7 The Buzz. It is Out of Bounds here on a wide open Wednesday. Appreciate everybody listening in. Going to have your Razor Hog update presented by True Service here in just a little bit. It's a lot of good sound from not only Dave Van Horn and uh, the game last night as Arkansas was able to take care of business against Omaha, but also some Razorback spring practice. Sam Pittman, yes, that is going on. And, yes, he's still the coach. And, yes, there are things that we need to talk about there, too. So we'll dive into that and also have a pair of Razorback baseball tickets to give away. Don't want to forget those, especially uh, with the – Beautiful weekend up in Fayetteville on Sunday. Those will be the game. Or that'll be the game that we'll be giving the tickets away to. So be on the listen for that. But let's go uh, back to the phone lines, though. It's Jonathan is in Little Rock. What's up, Jonathan? Hey, how you doing, guys? Doing great. Good. Yeah, um, good. So happy you could take my call. First of all, I was kind of hoping to uh, be able to catch Pat the shooter before he left. And I was going to see whether or not we could get him to take advantage of some of those COVID eligibility, eligibility years that some of the players left on the table. He could come back and give us some of that great shooting that we need. <laughs> It'd be nice. Yeah, it would. And uh, but secondly, I want to say, uh, was that FAU that beat uh, uh, Tennessee? Did you say that again, Jonathan? Was that FAU that beat Tennessee? Yes. In the tournament? Yes. So, uh, you, uh, you know, I will tell you this. FAU, they got some men, and so they really might match up pretty good 
with UConn. So that might be a better game than what we than what we might think. But last, and I want to have a comment, just a comment about Debo. And believe me, I am in no way uh, comparing him wholly to Sidney Moncrief because we all know Sidney Moncrief, he's royalty. He almost walks in water. I mean, Hall of Fame and the whole nine yards. But there are some parts of Debo's game, I think, that mirrors uh, Sidney Moncrief. He's a lockdown defender. I mean, he's, the both of them are six feet four. And I think Debo has proven to be a pretty decent rebounder. And not only that, and I think his shot is coming around because, as I recall, you know, Sidney Moncrief really was not that great of an outside shooter when he came out of college. But he developed to be a great outside shooter. So, you know, I think there's hope for Debo. So I'll, I'll hang up and listen to what you guys have to say. As I said, hey, don't, don't get me wrong. He's not a Sidney Moncrief. I understand that, okay? I'm just saying some parts of this game. I think Mira sitting in my group at this point in time. I hang up and listen. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jonathan. Thanks for calling in. And I think that there are some valid points that you make as far as the comparison goes with Devo. Devo's just like a great all-around player. And what you've seen players like that where it's not necessarily that he's like top of the top of leader, just known for one thing. He can do it all. I mean, his three-point shooting increased and got much better this year. In fact, uh, ended up finishing about 35% from three-point land, which led the team uh, in, in percentages as far as players that actually contributed to uh, minutes and games. But he increased his three-point shooting. We know his defense is really good. He's shown that he can be a good rebounder. He can pass. Uh, he does have uh, you know turnovers that can happen, but hey, when you're handling the ball, that's going to be there too. Uh, so yeah, I just think that with Devo, each and every year he's gotten better. He's developed parts of his game. And whether he comes back for another year or moves on, whatever it may be, uh, I don't think there's any reason to believe that he won't get better even next year at some parts of his game, too. You can tell that Devo has been putting in the work. We, t- we talk all the time about how um, he's always in the gym, working on his shot, putting in hours. And it showed, the results showed in the way that he did shoot the three this year. Now, the mid-range game has been something that he kind of lived on in the past couple of seasons, and he has that, so he added the ability to knock down that three a little bit more frequently. But to Jonathan's point, you know, not comparing Devo to any of these guys either, but he was making the point of guards just getting better as they get to the NBA level and being able to shoot the ball better. Pat gave a great example with Rondo, but Jason Kidd and Magic Johnson, they weren't the best shooters, and they continued to work on their game, and they improved their game as far as shooting once they got to the NBA level. Yeah, and, and Devo and the way that he's gone and, and how the each year has been such a, a different almost journey for him. Because that's one thing that if you bring up Muss's teams at Arkansas and knowing the turnover and how many players get added or taken away, we always talk about Muss and how he handles that and how he manages that and the, and the, and the roster and everything. But don't forget about Devo, who each and every year – he has been a pivotal part of the team and a piece of the team that's also had to adjust and, and make it work with the other guys surrounding him, too. So not only on top of that, he's trying to get better in his own individual game, he's had to adjust as a team player, too, and knowing, all right, well, last year I had these guys that could do this, that I could count on to do this, that could uh, do this to, for the team, and now this year, all right, well, we're going to have to hit the reset button. Let's find out what all these guys can do, too. It's got to be an extremely difficult thing to not only work at it individually and your talents and skills, but to be able to be that team guy to where you're making the team better and being out there. So I think it's another thing that maybe gets overlooked a lot from Devo is his just ability to adjust to the guys that are around him. And I think that's also a very important thing as a basketball player in general, where if you're going to go to the league or go to the NBA or whatnot, you know, you're not going to be on the same roster with the same group of guys each and every time. You're, you're going to be ever-changing, and he's shown that he can adjust and he can be a role player or at least a big part of that team to be able to make them better and to increase his own stats as well. Devo is just a good all-around basketball player, and that's kind of what you look for. You want to see that complete player that can do it on the offensive and defensive ends. And so whether that is for a college team or a team on the pro level, He'd just be a good fit wherever he, he goes and whenever he goes there. And for those who are wanting a, a little bit of a stat comparison here uh, for, our, for Devo in the past few years, uh, there are a few things that increase and decrease. But, for instance, 
Um, he's been able to increase his point total pretty much every year. It was about eight points per game in year one as a freshman, which is wild. I didn't realize he had that many points per game as a freshman. Uh, did play in 30 games. But uh, he was able to get eight points a game. He got about eight points a game last year and then increased to 11 points per game this year. He also increased his rebounding by a full full point. His free throw percentage went up. His three-point percentage went up really high. I didn't realize it was 15% his first year, but 15%, 27%, and then 35%. And uh, also his minutes increased. So pretty much every part of his game each and every year has gotten better. And I think what, you know, take away all the stuff that's gone on with just the numbers. Just look at the way that Muss and him embraced after that game against Kansas and, and the connections that he has. The one thing that I know about Eric Musselman is he, he loves his players. I'm not saying he doesn't, but the ones he really loves are the ones that are coachable, You know, the ones that will take coaching and listen to him and the staff and get better and, and look at it all around. And I think that's the one thing that Devo has done phenomenally is he has done those types of things that maybe some other players wouldn't do in order to get better and try to get better in order to you know, do the, what the coach says and work on the things that the coach says, and I think that's also helped him out in becoming a better player, too. But that's what you want to see. You want to see player development. You want to see players continue to get better, and that has all the makings of players that help their team win, and we see that quite a bit in the NCAA tournament with some of these teams and how they're built with older players being on those rosters. But also, that's something that when players are projected to the next level and the pro game altogether, they look for improvement in that player over the years to make those adjustments and move on. Selfishly, I hope Devo comes back. Uh, you know, It's like one of those things where you can't even imagine what a must team would look like without Devo Davis. It'd be great if he came back. It'd be great for the team. I know that uh, he would be someone to just basing it off a of trend. So he'll probably be a better player next year uh, than what he was this past season, too. And just that experienced guy. The guy I've been around and go into the NCAA tournament being the three straight sweet 16s and two elite 8s. Uh, you can't really put a price on that, too. So I hope he comes back. If he doesn't, if he moves on, you know, you wish him nothing but the best of luck because he gave you three great years. But, uh, you know, it's kind of the exciting thing to where he's the, the big constant that could be on this team that you, know, you need that back and will really feel better about the roster and who you have knowing what you have in Devo Davis next year, too. We saw it this year with just Devo and Kamani returning, and now Kamani moves on. So... Devo could be that one guy that comes back for an additional year, but other than that, some of the other players that if they return to this roster, they'll have a, a little bit of experience, but you know there'll be some newness for it also. Yeah, if you just look at the guys who have actually played this past year that could end up returning, you know, you start if, if Devo leaves, I mean, you're talking about Slim Pickens, because even if Trevor Brazil comes back, well, he's been experienced, but you know, he, he was hurt the majority of the year. If you get a Jordan Walsh back, that would be nice, but you know, it, it could look, be looking at a point where we talk about minutes and games played and all that. Jordan Walsh would be your most experienced guy coming back, and he's <laughs> only been uh, going into his second year. So, absolutely could happen. But, you know, those are the decisions I'm sure that all these players are going to go through. And if it's the NBA Combine, we all know. So, just, you know, if you see an announcement anytime soon, just know if players decide that they're going to go to the NBA Combine, they can still come back to college. So, it's not a guarantee that they're moving on. Uh, so it's just, this is what the process is going to look like. And, again, I hope for, for everybody's sake and Razorback fans, sake, Devo comes back because that would be pretty cool. But we are up against it. We will take a commercial break when we come back. We'll get to your Razor Aug update presented by True Service. Get to hear from Dave Van Horn as well as Sam Pittman. And we'll keep it moving on a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Jacob Jones. At Jones & Son, we only feature quality, and that's why I wanted to talk to you today about Michael M. Engager rings. There's one thing you can't go wrong with, and that's the quality and style of Michael M. rings. Michael M. has the most diverse features within their collections, and best of all, they are made and designed in Los Angeles, right here in the United States. The styles are on trend, and Michael M. rings are truly timeless. Come see the new Michael M. Engager ring collection now at Jones & Son Fine Jewelry in West Little Rock. Shop online at jonesandson.com. 
QC Kinetics patient Diane Richardson saw her brother-in-law have surgery for pain in his elbow. My brother-in-law, after that surgery, had his arm in a sling for almost six months, extensive PT, pain medication, a lot of restrictions of what he could not do. So when Diane's husband, Greg, had a similar problem, she encouraged a different treatment. Regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. And the experience was like night and day compared to his brother. After six months, nothing. He hasn't felt any pain, and that has been two years since he's had treatment. Plus, no drugs and no downtime. He was literally out golfing when he wanted to and doing whatever he wanted to. It was probably nine months before my brother-in-law got back out on the golf course, and my husband was on the golf course the entire time. And he was so elated. He said, he goes, Diane, game changer. Before you have surgery for that joint pain, get a second opinion. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, trunk lids, license plate holders, and headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. When you need parts, get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know that big bargain detergent jug is 85% water, right? 85% water? I thought I was getting a better deal because it's so big. If you want a better clean, Tide Pods are only 12% water. The rest is pure, concentrated cleaning ingredients. Don't pay for water. Pay for clean. Save $10 when you spend $30 on Tide and Downy. Water content based on the leading bargain liquid detergent. Must buy at least one participating Tide or Dreft detergent item, plus at least one participating Downy and or Bounce scent booster, liquid fabric softener, or dryer sheets. Prepaid card by mail. Visit pglaundryrebate.com for terms and conditions. CareLink, Central Arkansas's area agency on aging, strives to alleviate the stresses family caregivers experience when caring for older loved ones by providing services such as home care and Meals on Wheels in Central Arkansas. Learn more about helping a parent or grandparent at carelink.org or by calling 372-5300 or toll free at 800-482-6359. This message brought to you by CareLink, the Arkansas Broadcasters Association, and this station. Fence Brokers presents First Team All-American and BB native Hannah Gamble when she joins Morning Mayhem every Tuesday on 103.7 The Buzz. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. Chris, we always talk about lending, but we never talk about those checking and savings accounts. You know, RJ, we have a complete line of deposit products, from free checking to our competitive CD rates, all featuring our state-of-the-art online banking. And not to mention, you got a friendly face when you walk into Southern Bank. Just like the lending side, our retail folks do a fantastic job. Macy, Kristen, Courtney, and Vince are ready to talk to you about what Southern Bank can do for you. Visit them online today at bankwithsouthern.com or call them at 501-424-0900. Southern Bank, member FDIC. Edwards Food Giant presents Razorback Baseball color analyst and Drop Time Sports co-host Rick Schaefer every Tuesday morning on Morning Mayhem. Rick will share his special take on Razorback sports with the guys each week. Edwards Food Giant, the meat people, the only stop you'll ever have to make for your family's groceries. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Devo will be the trigger man with 8.01 to go. Black underneath, shot goes. Black got the feed from Devo, lays it in. Arkansas has opened up a 10-point lead. Biggest lead of the night. On 103.7 The Buzz. It is a wide open Wednesday here on Out of Bounds. We'll have your Razor Hog update presented by True Service here in just a second, too, because uh, Razorback Baseball has got it going on. Winning a lot of home games, trying to get to their longest home game winning streak. I think 16 is the record, and they've got 15. So they've been taking care of business, and they got a big series coming up against Alabama this weekend, which we'll give you a little bit more info on here in a bit. But first, let's go ahead and welcome in uh, Brent, who's in Stuttgart. What's up, Brent? What's up, John and Joe? John, I'm glad you made it, but made it back from Vegas in one piece. I hope. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just uh, the only thing I forgot, I believe, was uh, my 4K camera that I use for my podcast. I I don't know where it went, but if I feel like if that's the only thing that I lost on a tr- whole week to Vegas, then I think I did pretty good. Well, so much for well, you'll have to do another one because I like your, I love your locked on Razorback podcast. <laughs> well, thanks, Bree. Yeah, I got one on order. Should be here today. So hopefully. Uh, You'll uh, be able to see my uh, fancy face every every day uh, once I get that in. Hey, can can y'all give me an, an uh, can y'all give me an update on uh, what's going on with the with the portal and everything like that for uh, for basketball, please. Just as far as uh, for Arkansas and who they're looking at, or what do you mean? Like what specifically? Just, just a ge- just a general overview. When do, who are we looking at, and when do you think we'll hear from our people that are hitting the portal or leaving or what? It, you know what I'm. You know yeah. what I'm. Yeah, yeah. No, I got you, Brent. Yeah, there's a few of. Them. In fact, we had Curtis Wilkerson on the show yesterday, and uh, he he was giving us a little bit of an idea of who Arkansas is looking at and who they're talking to and and, and visits and everything. I think the one that's Looking really good for Arkansas is Quincy Olavari. O- o- I believe is how you say his name. He's the transfer out of Rice. He's a he's a and six, Quincy six. and I have something in common. We're both Rice graduates. There you go. So how about that? So they definitely need him if that's the case. But he's a he's a really great three point shooter. I think he shot forty two percent from three this past year. So we know Arkansas could use that. Uh, but he's he's definitely a guard that Arkansas is looking at. I know that Kalel Ware was another player that was mentioned as far as Arkansas reaching out to him. Don't know exactly how much interest uh, there will be from him, but definitely something that uh, the Razorback staff at least wanted to gauge and see uh, how much interest he actually has. And then another player, too, DJ Horn, who is the uh, Arizona State transfer. He's heard from a lot of schools. And I mean a lot of schools, like 28 schools, I think is what the actual list was. But uh, (laughs) as far as uh, Arkansas being in the mix, though, they are definitely ones that have reached out that he has shown interest. It looks like they're trying to get towards a visit. Something like that. So, quite a few players. Even a, oh, and also Bryce Williams, the uh, Charlotte transfer, who is uh, another player that Arkansas has heard of. So, listen, it, it's tough to keep up with Brent because there's so many players in the transfer portal that Arkansas is going to reach out to. So, it's just a matter of finding out who the ones they're legitimately interested in. What position does the Arizona State transfer play, John? He is a forward, I believe. Yeah, okay. he, yeah. So he's kind of like a, he's a six foot seven guy. So kind of a, a combo there. So, and I'm, I don't guess we've had any any decisions made or by any of our players at this point. Haven't been announced yet. They mm-hmm. the decisions may have been made, but they haven't been announced. By the way, Brent, I'm sorry. I was thinking of the other player. DJ Horn is actually a guard. He's a point guard. He's six one. So, and he was from uh, DJ. Where would you say he was from? Charlotte, Arizona State is is the DJ Horn guy. Yeah, he averaged uh, about thirty. Yeah, he averaged about thirty minutes per game this past year. He would be a fifth year player. So. He's been around quite a bit, but what I love about it is he's 82% free throw shooter, which is great. Uh, he averaged 12.5 points per game, also 3.5 assists, 3.5 rebounds, and shot from three-point land 36%. So uh, it's definitely somebody that would be worth having. Like, well-rounded player, it sounds like. Fills up the stat sheet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. Well, thank you all very much. Have a great day. I appreciate it. You, you too, too, Brent. Take care, Brent. Always good to hear from you, Brent. Yeah, I mean, listen, that, it's something that Musk made it very clear in the beginning of when he talks about transfers and, and all of that. But he's like, there are going to be guys we reach out to, but we're doing it just to get guys off the scent of other teams off the scent of who we're actually looking at. They're going to talk to a bunch of them, but they're only legitimately seriously talking to a very select few just to make sure nobody else is trying to figure out what Arkansas is trying to do. It's all the mind games, I guess. <laughs> Psychics and stuff. So, whatever works. Well, you want to be able to over-recruit also. You you over-recruit just to make sure that you're going to have enough coming back in case you get some surprises of players moving on. And it's always better to have more of those numbers because, in the end, it all work out. That's right. That's right. Also, from the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, Waiting for this one uh, from the 501 says, We don't need uh, where, but what What about Layden Blocker? Where is he at or where is he going? He's going to Arkansas. I know that. Uh, but as far as uh, not needing where, here's the thing. I understand how people, because we, we brought it up yesterday. I know when I tweeted out the quote from Curtis about uh, Kalel Ware. 
lot of Razorback fans are like, ah, we don't need him. Ah, I'm past, whatever. Here's my thing on that. I know that Eric Musselman knows a lot more about basketball than me and who's good and who's not. So if he wants Kowell Ware, then you should want Kowell Ware. <laughs> like if, he, if he wants a guy out there in the portal, then you should want that same player because Muss is not going to bring somebody in that he doesn't feel like there could be some sort of need that they address or, or be some sort of part of the team that could be beneficial. If he wants Ware, then there's a reason why he wants Ware because well, it's obviously obvious. I wonder something. what the reasoning is to say that we don't need Ware. That's kind of where uh, Arkansas is does have a need with the big inside and a guy who can move up and down the floor. And he's a guy that can run the floor. He's a big. He can shoot from outside. He can play inside. He can play outside. And he can run. And that's somebody that fits what Arkansas does. I'll take him. I mean, he's seven feet tall. Uh, he's 210 pounds. And then, you know, at Oregon, you know, he only played, looking at it, he played about 15 minutes per game, but six points, four rebounds, shot 71% from the free throw line, which, good grief, you could use all of that all day long, considering you were sub-70% as a free throw shooting team. And uh, he's 45% from the field. So, yeah, again, it goes back to if he, if Muss wants him, I'll take him. I'll trust Muss. He's done a good job of knowing portal guys and who they can add. Now, not everybody's hit on all cylinders and who's come in and just been awesome, but I don't think Musk would go after somebody like Khalil Ware or offer somebody like Khalil Ware unless he thought that he could offer some value. That, that's what it comes down to. So, But Khalil Ware, not only is Arkansas looking at him, there are plenty of schools looking at him, so he'll have a decision to make. He's in the portal for a reason. He's going to go to what... It, wherever he feels like is the best situation for him. Absolutely. Also, uh, from the Asher Record Life Fan Feedback, says this comes from Williams, says, take a look at the point guard from Cal Baptist that entered the portal. Big for a point guard and could be a good Anthony Black replacement. Also, has Arkansas reached out to Caleb Love? Uh, I don't think so, at least not to my knowledge, that they have reached out officially to him, but it's hard to keep up with that anyways. And then also, John, did you get to go out to the Thunderdome while in Vegas? Hope you got to check out Circa and eat a good steak while you were in town. Did not check Thunderdome, but I did go to the Circa. It was the best place ever, and I did have an amazing steak actually in the Circa. That was pretty incredible. So, yeah, took care of business there and got it done there, William. All right, we are flying through. We have to save the Razor Hog update for after the top of the hour update because uh, we were going to have Eric Bossy on, but he texted me said that he got caught up with something. Who knows? Maybe it's transfer news. So he's none, not going to be able to come on with us in the next hour. We'll try to get him on maybe tomorrow or Friday, but that's okay. We'll still have your Razor Hog update, and we still want to hear from you on a wide open Wednesday. 501-661-1037 is that number to call or text in. Third hour of Out of Bounds coming up. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. If you got a birthday, anniversary, graduation, or other celebration coming up, you can celebrate your event in style with a private VIP section and bottle service at Brewskies. Each Brewskies VIP section comes with your own server, no line, no wait entry, and a complimentary bottle of champagne to get the party started only at Brewskies. It's Whiskey Wednesdays at Brewskies and Poker Night. Two games nightly, first game at 7 p.m., cash prizes, and whiskey specials all 